Welcome back to the Slate Show here on the 1009 Network. We got college football week six and NFL week five. Uh, just, you know, some more slates. Uh, pretty solid college football weekend. A bunch of top 25 matchups as conference play is starting to really get underway. Uh, NFL has its first week of bye week, so some teams are off, uh, which is probably good for one team in particular from the state of Ohio. So plenty to get into here on the Slate Show for this week. Yeah, uh, relative to last week, it was a lot more fun going through and cherry-picking the five we picked straight up for college football. Um, NFL, there's going to be good games, bad games, terrible games uh, every week. It's kind of unavoidable. Uh, we do get a terrible game out of the way tonight, uh, Thursday night, with the Commanders and Bears, so that's one less we can easily skip over. Um, but we found five good ones there, too. Um, but one of the biggest college football games – of the entire season's taking place just because of what it decides for a Power 5 conference, and that is in the Big 12, and it is the Red River Shootout, which I will continue to say correctly until sponsors pay us and tell me not to. Um, but number 12, Oklahoma, led by Brent Venables, looking to avenge a 49 nothing loss in this matchup last year. Uh, they head to a neutral site to face the number three Longhorns, who... Uh, reaffirmed their spot as contender with the big early win over Alabama, and they could honestly put themselves in the number one slot in the AP poll uh, with a win Saturday. They are five-point favorites in the Cotton Bowl Saturday. Uh, what are you thinking with this one? Uh, this is one of those games where, as cliche as it is, you can just throw the records, throw the rankings out of play. It's a split 50-50 stadium. It's probably one of the coolest situations that they got in the country with the fair going on outside. But seeing a 12 beside that Oklahoma name after what we saw from them last year, uh, and especially with like the kind of the opponents that they played so far this year, it's a big stepping stone for Venables and Chavis and Todd Bates. And you can list all the Clemson, former Clemson coaches there. But, um, yeah, that Texas team, like you said, they could very well take over that number one spot if, you know, Big Blue Nation kicks in against Georgia here this weekend and, you know, keeps it closed, so that would definitely be a uh, interesting result for Texas and Oklahoma. But with that being said, are we doing we're doing the pick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm rocking with the horns. I'm a okay, hook 'em. Okay, cool, hook 'em. I was on that train very early. Uh, so I got I got Texas in this one. I think they're just too good. They got Quinn Ewers as a front runner for a Heisman if not the front runner. So I got Texas in this one. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned throwing records out. I think that's accurate. Uh, the only thing really guaranteed most years is a lot of points, obviously. The total is around 60, so that's pretty uh, indicative there of what to expect. That's why they call it a shootout, or used to. Um, I, I just don't know that I've seen enough from Oklahoma to pick them outright against the team. As qualified as Texas to be where they are at number three, I mentioned the big one over Alabama. Uh, they destroyed a Kansas team, albeit without Jalen Daniels last week at the last second. Um, but they still handled business. Uh, this is a Texas team also that knows the importance of this game just because of what lies in front of them and the lack of perceived challenges that await them in the rest of their Big 12 schedule. Uh, the conference as a whole outside of these two teams has been a massive disappointment this season. Uh, TCU obviously opening up the season. With the loss to Colorado as big favorites, uh, Kansas is now out of the AP poll post-Texas destruction. Uh, so these, I believe, only two ranked teams in the whole conference, which is just crazy to think about. Um, there's several trap games lying in wait for both of these teams, but this one is going to be 
the biggest challenge either faces. Uh, I mean, maybe Oklahoma going to Kansas in a couple weeks, but um, I just don't think I've seen Oklahoma impress me enough. Like I said, uh, they score a lot of points. They scored 73 on Arkansas State, 66 on Tulsa, and 50 on Iowa State, but just 28 and 20 against SMU and Cincinnati, respectfully. Uh, and if that's what they're going to show against the lower middle of their schedule, relatively probably when you stack all these teams up, I just don't know if they can keep up with Texas. Um, you mentioned Ewers, he's the best player in this game. I don't think it's generally that close. Uh, Xavier Worthy is going to be his top target. Look for them to be busy. Um, I mean, if Brent Venables can pull a three turnover game out of his defense, I could see an upset here. Uh, but I'm not willing to put much faith in that result. Uh, this Texas team, like I mentioned, they really affirmed to the whole country they were serious this year by beating Alabama in the manner that they did. Um, crushed a look head spot last week, even with the weird quarterback injury stuff Kansas dealt with. So, um, weird spread movement. I'll get to it later. But uh, yeah, give me Texas outright in this one. Yeah, I don't, there's been so many games here recently with this rivalry that it's you got Dicker the kicker, you got the insane Oklahoma comeback after they bench Rattler for Caleb Williams, which pretty much put Caleb Williams on the map and right. got him and Lincoln Riley to Southern Cal. So I look forward to this game every year and every when it shows up on the on the slate. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not the only right matchup this weekend, but as far as uh, magnitude nationally and, I mean, obviously to these two teams within themselves, it's it's the biggest game of the week. Um, noon kicked, it's traditionally early, which is fine, but um, good way to get Saturday started. Uh, next, going to the former best conference in the land, the SEC, uh, LSU, off a heartbreaking loss to Ole Miss last week, heads to Mizzou has a four-point favorite. Um, Mizzou is 5-0. and um, No one saw that coming, except for maybe Brandon Walker. But, um, yeah, two teams in the bottom five of the AP top 25 matching up for the right to stay in the poll. Uh, LSU looking to avoid a third loss in the first week of October, uh, which is not a position a lot of people saw them in. Preseason, uh, they could still make noise in a wide-open SEC West, but with every loss, it becomes that much tougher, as Clemson fans are well aware of. Um, I think they beat Mizzou. I would love to take Mizzou. I've bet them a couple times this year. Um, as a dog, went up to Kansas State, won a thriller. Uh, but I just think if Brian Kelly is worth his weight in anything, uh, they're not going to lose Mizzou. I know Ed O did towards the – cliff falling portion of his tenure at LSU and that really kind of started <laughs> things unwinding. Um, but I, I just think it's more of faith in Brian Kelly and what he has built previous stops and what I think he's capable of building with the resources available to him at LSU. Um, and if they can win a title with Edward Drone coaching, they can absolutely do it with him. Uh, it won't be this year. Like I said, I already have two losses, but um, at some point pride takes center stage. And I think that, uh, you know, Mizzou's a great story, a little bit similar to Kansas, although they're not getting any of the hype for some reason. Um, but, I, you know, I don't think it's going to be 38-3 or anything outlandish like that. Uh, but I will take LSU as the road favorite to win outright Saturday. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. They just got too many playmakers. Their talent is far beyond uh, Missouri's. Uh, I, think, I mean, Missouri's on a good track. I forget what their coach's name is, but he's apparently he's like the biggest nerd out there. Eli Drinkowitz, um, yeah. Yeah, that's his name. And they're getting a good, really good wide receiver, I think, next year. That's in the state of Missouri, but probably just a year too late. I, I like LSU in this one as well. 
Yeah, this is the one I'd love to be wrong about just with the story of Mizzou reaching 6-0, and bowl eligibility, and the minimum amount of games. Um, and it's, you know, the year of chaos, so who knows? Uh, we've seen LSU fall flat with this much talent before, but I think Saturday is a uh, get-right spot for them as well. Uh, staying in the SEC, this time we will have the better team at home. Number 11, Alabama heads to College Station to face unranked, somehow, Texas A&M. Uh, spread is a point and a half in the favor of the Tide. Uh, it's going to be Max Johnson at quarterback for Texas A&M Saturday. Um, who do you think wins this one? Yeah, Texas A&M not having Connor Wegman is feels like it's kind of a gut punch. I did hear something that maybe Milrow could be battling with an injury, but we shall save and keeps that stuff pretty under wraps. I gotta Texas A&M has looked really good this year. Um, I, everybody thought that the Jimbo Fisher and uh, what's his Bobby Petrino, Bobby Petrino, Bobby, yeah, yeah, Bobby Petrino, thought that that was just a comic book waiting to happen. But I, I this one's tough. But I think I'm going. I'm leaning towards Alabama right now. I just think that it's just it's Nick Saban. That defense is still going to be there. I think if if it comes down to big play and whoever has the most big plays. It's probably going to win the game, so I'm just going to go with Alabama. Just kind of, if Wegman was starting, I would definitely probably lean more towards A&M. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be bold and take A&M. I could regret this more than any pick I've ever made doing this, uh, just because, you know, I raved about just not disrespecting Saban when I picked them to beat Ole Miss, and of course they did, but, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin. I guess if you want to count last week, uh, has never really won games in that spot. Uh, this AM team, specifically playing in College Station, they had this before. They've beaten Alabama. Uh, this has been a wild series since AM came over uh, and joined the SEC. Uh, you know, no Menzel this time, no Mike Evans, unfortunately. But uh, I don't think the drop off to Max Johnson is a massive one. And you mentioned Milrow. I mean, he hasn't been necessarily stellar, healthy or not, throughout the entire season. If you remember last year, the best player on Texas A&M in this matchup was Milrow. He kept them in the game repeatedly uh, with yeah. mistakes and turnovers, et cetera. So, uh, you know, does that play a small factor between the years? Maybe, but that's not really quantifiable with this. Um, but I'll take A&M. I think that this is the year of chaos. And if one thing was going to not, if one thing was going to confirm that, it would be Nick Saban not being able to get out of essentially the first six weeks of the year without two losses. Uh, that's not something we've seen in a very long time. Um, I don't think this Alabama team is necessarily bad. They just don't have the studs uh, all across the field to make up for the same mistakes they've made throughout the years. Um, I don't think this team is an exception. I mean, they've won a championship with Mac Jones, the quarterback, so I guess anything is possible in uh, Sabinville. But I'll take A&M. Uh, it's the 3.30 game. It's the biggest game outside of the shootout probably all day. Um Yes, we'll have a lot of fanfare, everything like that. And uh, I'm taking the home team. I don't love it. It's just a weird gut thing. I felt really, really good about Bama when they played Ole Miss a couple weeks ago. And uh, I feel the same about A&M this time in the Alabama matchup. So uh, we will yeah. see what Jacob does to break that tie. But I'll take the Aggies. Yeah, just A&M being the – them maybe even throw Maryland there, being some of the only unranked teams – Right, like, they're four and one, and that loss is to a number seventeen Miami, who probably could right, be and it was if, by a considerable yeah. margin. Uh, but I, that being said, they handled business. They 
beat Auburn handily. They beat Arkansas handily. So, I mean, I think that um, with Johnson for most SEC of the game. They in the rankings. They need their LSU and Tennessee ranked. Well, Kirby said rank everybody. He forgot that Vanderbilt participates in that conference. So, um, <laughs> I'll give him the benefit of the doubt with that, maybe. Um, not exactly an academic fortress there in Athens. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm going to fade Saban. I've come to mock people that do it and regret it, and here I am doing it a couple weeks after I said that it's a very foolish thing to do. So we shall see how that one shakes out. I'm really excited to watch that one. Um, Moving out west, fourth game, uh, the big Pac-12 matchup will be next week, Oregon-Washington. That will certainly make this program. Uh, but this weekend, we do get number 13, Washington State, heading to Chip Kelly at UCLA. Uh, UCLA, a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. And uh, mine's – my thought process is short and sweet with this one. Uh, games like this where you see a ranked team as a dog against an unranked team, your mind just screams at you to take the points or take my line with the ranked team. But I don't know what the exact number is on this, but I swear the unranked team wins every single time, uh, or at least in a clip that makes it worth just blindly taking the unranked team. So I'm going to take UCLA. I don't really have much else about it. Uh, they've got an offense that can score a lot of points. Washington State already has a big win against Oregon State. Those are two teams that are going to be pretty quality uh, groups out West in a loaded Pac-12. They may be the deepest conference in the country this year, both at quarterback and with overall teams. And it's reflective in the AP poll uh, for all of its flaws. But, um, yeah, give me UCLA. Maybe the curse of public betting is enough to boost them past. I mean, this might be a shootout. I'm not sure what the total is. We have seen some crazy things happen out West when two offenses that can score get together. Uh, the total is 16 and a half. So you're getting the same total as the, uh, a game known as the shootout. So uh, expect a lot of points here, but I think UCLA scores a little bit more. I, I just didn't imagine the Rose Bowl having that much of a home field advantage to swing the points that much in favor of UCLA. I th- I'm just going with Wazoo. I'm, I'm, I bite on numbers. I bite on the, bite on the rankings. There's an unranked team. So I'm going with Washington State. I just think they're – better team so i mean i'm saying with you like there's really not much thinking behind this this game but give me a washington state i'm glad that one of us will uh follow hard-hitting analysis in order to get a green check mark by this game uh and i don't know what jacob's gonna do we won't know his picks until saturday at, i'll set the over under at 11 14 and a half a.m eastern standard time so uh stay tuned with bated breath for that announcement um last game we're gonna pick straight up it is in the ACC. It is Notre Dame again. Uh, they now number 10 in the country, a six-point favorite, heading to number 25 for some reason, Louisville. Um, this one's not going to be long for me either. Notre Dame's a better team. They have still probably a better coach. I realize Jeff Rom has flipped this Louisville team around in a short amount of time, but I think they have a big issue, and that is they have not faced a team anywhere close to as good as Notre Dame the entire season. Uh, if you Recall watching them in primetime Friday night last week. They looked horrible against a, frankly, not good NC State team. Um, I mean, they whooped up on Boston College, but who other than Florida State hasn't? Um, Edge Indiana by a touchdown on the road, beat Georgia, beat Georgia Tech opening weekend. I just don't see 
enough evidence similar to my Oklahoma take. I just don't know that I've seen enough from them uh, to warrant them beating a team that I think is just objectively better than them. Uh, now I can split those two matchups and get them both wrong uh, and just look foolish, but I'm willing to bet on the team I know more about and the team I've been more impressed by. Uh, Notre Dame does have the loss, but it's to a team that would beat Louisville by 60 points. So um, give me the Irish to, I don't know about survives. Last week was survived. They scored a 30 seconds left, but uh, I think they cover. I will touch on that later. But um, yeah, give me the Irish outright. Yeah, I just think Notre Dame's defense is too good. Uh, I haven't really seen much out of Louisville so far this year. Like you said, they haven't really played a, a scoreless a half against yeah. NC State last week. Yeah. Yeah, and we see what NC State is. That's one of the more confusing teams in the ACC. They were supposed to contend for an ACC championship, and now they're somewhat towards the bottom, relatively speaking. But we know that will heat up. I think we go there in a couple weeks. So Yes. Um, well, I say that, and they're above us. They're, they got a better, better conference record than us. But like we said, I just haven't seen enough out of Louisville. Good to see them ranked. Um Good for the cards, good for Brom in his first year. But give me Notre Dame. Yeah, that I expect to be a uh, a unison among to the amongst the trio of degenerates that uh combined to form this program. Um will be a ton of movement uh with the uh, leaderboard this week, but there's always a little bit of wiggle room for some uh some moves as far as pick records go. So that's always a good thing. Um if we were ever in unison in all five games, I would be very, very worried and probably parlay the other team in all five of those games. Um, <laughs> but speaking of parlays, of it was, yeah, it was like four out of five were like all, I think we went like yeah. two and three or something like that. So it was yep. not a banner weekend. Um, don't have parlays as far as bets. We do have straight bets. We do have three of them. And I will let you lead us off with your first college pick this week. Uh, we touched on this one a little bit. Uh, some of one of our, well, all of my picks are from Pick'em Games, so I'm kind of pulling the Jacob card on that. But I did hear a stat that said, um, with Louisville, Missouri, Louisville, LSU, and Missouri, the overs in either their games are eight and one so far this year combined, and I like that to continue this week. Uh, give me the over 64 and a half. LSU's defense is not good, and we know their offense can score, score points. So maybe have, hopefully Missouri is able to move the ball on them. So I can't can't have LSU scoring 64 points by themselves. And, um, that we would have a problem then. But give me the over for that 64 and a half. Yeah, uh, they may do the lion's share, but I think 60 is uh, is a fair thing to expect not to happen. Um. Uh, totals snake bite me for whatever reason. I just can't get him right. I had one on a tear in NFL last year, and that was my sign from the gambling gods to never do it again. So uh, I will stick to sides, and I will venture off of the picks card for the first one. Uh, I will take the points with soon to be probably fired Sam Pittman and the Arkansas Razorbacks. They are plus 11 and a half facing an Ole Miss team off just an insane win last year, last week, excuse me. Um, they do stay in the Grove. They will be at home. But I just think Arkansas has the potential to still be a stumbling block as poorly as they've played relative to their own expectations. I think Kedra Jefferson is still an excellent quarterback when given the tools. Uh, Pittman has not done that, but this Arkansas team can run the ball. They can shorten this game. Uh, the total is 62.5. That doesn't usually 
scream conducive to the dog here, but uh, you know, anything can happen in a college stadium. So uh, I'm going to hope that this game also probably ends up under, um, but if they're trading touchdowns, I feel good about the 11 and a half as well. Um, as far as the teaser leg goes, you could get them at 17 and a half if you really wanted to. Uh, I think it does stay within two scores, but the added insurance is nice if you don't love just the weird no man's land number of 11 and a half. Um, you know, 35, 24, we get there. So um, anything in that neighborhood I'm comfortable with. Um, I think we may rely on some backdoor shenanigans late to get this done. Sam Pittman gets in KJ's ear and says, if you don't go score a touchdown to make us lose by eight, I get fired. And maybe he does. Maybe he just takes a knee and gets him fired. Uh, who knows? But yeah, Arkansas, not a great team, but I don't think Ole Miss is as good as advertised either. And I think off of, like I said, just an insane win last week, uh, even running at home, I think that they uh, struggle a bit, just enough to keep this close. So Arkansas plus long and a half. Yeah, I don't hate that. They seems like one of those games that would trip up Ole Miss after a big win. And that's kind of like a Lane Kiffin MO, you know, get the big win and then fall right, right back, right back down to earth the week after. So I don't hate that. Um, speaking of Lane Kiffin opponents going to College Station, uh, I got them to win. I'm going to take Bama, Bama, Bama minus one and a half. I just think they're the better team on paper, and give me them to win and cover. Keep it simple, since we already talked about it plenty. Right, I respect the double down. Um, A&F just missed my card. Um, I picked Arkansas as my dog. I try and have at least one other dog in the card. So uh, thought about A&M, figured if I was bold enough to pick them to beat Nick Saban outright, I should maybe uh, shy away from the outright, or excuse me, the I guess essentially outright, the money line's even money as I look at it now. But um, yeah, I'll stay off a lot. I will go to the ACC, uh, Florida State getting Virginia Tech at home down in Tallahassee this weekend. The spread is 24. And I think that that gets there. Uh, I just, I, and I could absolutely beat my words here, but I mean, we all saw the Boston College game, the bandana festivities. Um, obviously, that may have played a role motivation wise, which is very understandable given the occasion behind that. But uh, I, this Florida State team, the big ones behind them, they beat Clemson. Uh, Virginia Tech is not Clemson at any position on the field. They uh, Virginia Tech is not good. They lost outright to. Marshall, uh, yes, that Marshall, and uh, I just don't see a way that this stays close. Uh, you know, we saw the struggle with a very bad ACC team, like I mentioned, some other things going on there. It was up in Chestnut Hill, which has been known to be a tough place to play. Um, so yeah, back home in Tallahassee, the home crowd. I don't think Virginia Tech travels fan wise or player wise, so uh, give me the Mills huge at minus 24. Yeah, I don't hate that, um, especially uh, coming off a of bye week for Florida State, too. You know, they've right, the extra rest. Had, yeah, had plenty of time to breathe after a struggle, struggle win in Clemson, which still irks us to this day. Uh, my last one, I'm going to go into a place that we've been plenty of times and met the Marty Smith. I'm going with Notre Dame, Louisville, under four, 54, I think. That Notre Dame's defense is just way too good. Um, and if SMA is just running the rock all over them, they're not going to be able to get the ball enough. And I don't see 
Notre Dame scoring 40 points to solely get this over by themselves if Louisville were to get 10 or 12 points. So give me the under in this game. Yeah, uh, my third one is at the similar venue. It involves Notre Dame, and it is taking the points. It's six. I like that square on a key number. Um, I think this is going to be well above that. But uh, you mentioned it, Estime, Hartman. We could continue routing off players that Notre Dame has that Louisville cannot offer an equivalent to. Uh, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say it's a coaching mismatch. Brom has done well for himself, but I think that the uh, Cinderella story, five and zero start ends for Louisville at the hands of the Irish. This Notre Dame team knows what's in front of them. They have picked up the early loss, so they genuinely cannot lose again. Uh, if their aspirations for playoff and beyond are going to take hold at all, uh, they don't have a conference championship game to rebound with should the resume need to boost late. So that's not going to happen for them uh, because they're cowards if you listen to the normal show. Um, so, yeah, give me the Irish closer to two scores than one. You can see this being... 10, 14, 17, somewhere in the neighborhood. So I feel pretty comfortable uh, laying to six points with the Irish. Yeah, I don't hate that either. Um, I've seen a good bit out of Notre Dame. That Ohio State game was close. Duke is a good team. <laughs> you said that over and over. And I think kind of right. beat that into the ground. So I hope this is a, you know, like a nice 30 to 10 win, or, you know, 21 to 10 win. You just keep it low scoring and just cover. It's plain and simple. Right. So, um, I did realize when I was doing the intro, since we're getting into the NFL now, I am an idiot and said that a certain team from the state of Ohio was on a bye week, which I implied that it was the Bengals. It was the Browns. The Browns are on a bye week. And I got confused because I also had Joe Burrow in a couple leagues and Justin Herbert in a couple leagues. So, I got that confused. So, just going to go ahead and lay that out on the line. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Chargers on a buy, Browns on a buy, Bengals are not on a buy. Is the yeah. uh, quick summary there? And, and you know, we might as well start with the Bengals because this might be the weekend their season effectively ends uh, because they go to Arizona as a three-point favorite against Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals, who continue to be world beaters relative to their two-win expectations. Um, uh, do you think this is finally where we see the Bengals assert themselves? as a team worth considering as a contender in the AFC? I think their contendership kind of status is just out of the way for this year. I, I mean, I think the Ravens are probably going to run away with that division. And then who knows with the wild card with the NFL? The Cardinals are not good, but Josh Dobbs is playing like he wants to get a Joe Burrow contract. But give me, give me the Bengals. I think they get back on track with this game after a, weird loss to well who was it the texans last week no it was the titans is a bad titans, loss. yeah bad loss to the it titans. was resounding yeah well 27-3 was not close yeah. yeah but give me the Bengals. uh it's a get right game for him get right game for joe burrow and i don't think we'll see t this week he's questionable currently with the, what the fractured ribs so right yeah going Bengals. Uh, yeah and this i mean this is ultimately just disrespectful to the Cardinals. I, I just don't think it continues. I don't I don't see a path forward for this team. You know, they'll sneak over the win total more than likely. They've already had the most impressive win of the year with the winner from the Cowboys. Uh, so I just don't know how much longer that's going to go, and I really don't know how much longer we can expect Joe Burrow to play poorly. Uh, I, he only knows how that cap is ultimately, but 
for them to lose this game outright is unimaginable. Uh, the spread is very telltale of how their season has gone to this point because the look headline for this is probably 13 and a half a couple weeks ago. Um, but here it sits at a field goal, and I believe public money is angled towards the home dog here in Arizona. So, I mean, that might be uh, the nudge that gets the Bengals over the top just to curse of uh, heavy public money overreacting to recent events. Um, yeah, I mean, even without T, they have the offensive firepower to get this done. Uh, they have Joe Mixon. They have uh, Samaj P. Ryan. He's in Denver, never mind. Um, yep. They have Jamar Chase. Uh, you know, you'd love to see Higgins out there, like I said, but at some point, Burrow's going to have to have a game where he reminds us why he's worth 25% of the deal he recently signed. So, um, for the only really reason is that I just I cannot imagine the Bengals falling flat this bad and being one and four uh, after a month and change. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Bengals outright just out of blind belief in uh, them at least being respectable this year. Gee, the Bears just went up 17 nothing on Washington. Yeah, more scored again. Dang. Yeah, well, that's not looking good for other teams in this league. That's not great, Bob. <laughs> but, yeah, like you said, get right game for the Bengals. Can't really see them being a one and four after the big contract that Burroughs signed. Yeah, uh, heading across the pond because the Jaguars are still there. They have not been relegated yet. Uh, they would have probably left Atlanta there if that was on the table last week, but uh, they are in London again. They face the Bills. This time, they're a dog of five and a half points. Uh, I think the Bills are designated as the home team, but obviously does not really matter. Um, do you think the Jaguars leave London with two wins? If it was any other team right now, I could very well see it. The Jags just play well over in London, but I think the Bills are just a wagon right now. Because no one circles a wagon like the Buffalo Bills. But uh yeah, Josh Allen is playing out of his mind. That offense is out of its mind right now. That defense is good. They shut down a good Dolphins defense or offense. So give me the give me the Bills in this one. Yeah, I love the Clemson Jaguars dearly, but uh, this Bills team showed us all last week that they are indeed going nowhere. It does not matter uh how many points the Dolphins scored on Sean Payton and the Broncos. Uh, they are still a contender. They are still, in my estimation, the best team in their division, potentially the entire AFC without Kansas City has looked. Um, so I'm going to take the Bills outright. That spread is in a very weird spot at five and a half. So probably won't get involved there, potentially a teaser leg maybe. But, um, yeah, give me the Bills outright to continue their uh, disrespect tour, I guess, uh, being another perceived AFC contender uh, despite the people being down on them uh, for whatever reason. But um, moving Prove on wrong, to – that would be great. Uh, that would be a huge win for Jacksonville for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get him back on track. Moving to the team that gets slightly more fans in Los Angeles, uh, the Rams host the Eagles as four-and-a-half-point dogs, and I think this is finally the week that the Eagles get caught. Uh, they have been dancing around teams inferior to them, uh, the same commanders that are getting throttled right now, uh, RIP Dick Buckus, by 17 by the, from the Bears at home. 
uh, took the Eagles to overtime. Uh, Mac Jones had a drive to win the game. Um, they have just danced around the loss column all season. Not all that dissimilar to last year before Minshew came in, and of course they suffered a couple losses. But um, give me the Rams. I, I think Cooper Cup coming back, Puka Nakua, the rookie receiver sensation. Uh, that's a formidable duo on offense. Uh, you know, Kyron Williams, the running back to keep tabs on in, in LA with uh, Cam Akers being elsewhere now. So uh, it's really going to depend on keeping Stafford upright. This Philly team has a lot of Georgia players that can all rush the quarterback very, very well. So that's a key matchup to consider in the trenches there. Uh, but I think this is finally the week Philly messes around too much, plays down to opponent just enough to where they actually suffer an outright loss. So uh, give me the Rams at quote unquote home on Sunday. If the Rams wouldn't have really given up, given up that big lead that they had against the Colts last week, I would be leaning heavily more towards the Rams in this one, but I'm going with the better team in the Eagles. I, in theory, like it's hard to say for a four and O team to get a get right game, but I think this is one of them. They, this is a tough opponent. They just got to get back on track. Give me the Eagles. Yeah, I mean I don't hate that. It's similar to our logic with uh, the Bengals. Uh, we thought so highly of these teams. It's hard to imagine them slipping up. Uh, even you know the Eagles would be four and on with a loss, they'd be fine. But um, you know that's going to be a tight NFC East race between them and Dallas. So um, and we're going to get to Dallas here soon. But uh, you got to keep pace. The Chiefs visit the Vikings. Uh, one of the weirder spreads of the week. I think this people closer to a touchdown. But uh, the Chiefs. It is. Bumped down since we even hopped on this. Uh, three and a half point favorites in Minnesota. The Vikings have been pretty disappointing thus far, picking up a win last week against the NFC South team that we don't need to mention by name to get their first win of the season. Uh, and here they are as a somewhat live dog per the spread uh, against Kansas City and the defending world champs. Taylor Swift will hopefully not be in attendance because they brought her up 18,000 times last week, and it's kind of dumb. I mean, I literally knew the game. Um, So regardless of who is up in the boxes looking down upon Kelsey and his touchdown or two, uh, who do you have winning this one? Seeing what the Vikings did against a very, very, let me reiterate and emphasize, very bad Carolina team last week. They needed a couple touchdowns from their defense to kind of put that game away. I think the Chiefs are just the better team overall. The We saw it too many times last year that the Vikings were on the good side of uh, one score one score wins. So I think that like we've seen so far this year, their luck has kind of kind of swayed to the other side. Um, and that was a one score game from Carolina. But God almighty, that had this team frustrates me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, give me give me the Chiefs in this one. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I I realize this Chiefs team has not looked like the absolute juggernaut that they appear to be uh, when Mahomes gets flags and things like that. Um, but you know, we all saw the Twitter edits of the uh, officials adorned in Chiefs red last week, and just giving the world a preview of what it's like to be the Chargers and play them twice a year and not be allowed to lose. So, um. That being said, I don't think they'll need the officials to bail them out this week. Uh, you know, Goodell could not have Zach Wilson beating his Wonder Boy, so we all know how that went with the holding issues the officials had. Um, but I think they get the road win. Um, it's I just don't think this Minnesota team is capable of 
winning a one-score game against the Chiefs, just because you mentioned last year they were 11-0 in one-score games. That's going to regress to the mean, and it's done so harshly. Um, I just don't know if Jefferson is enough to buoy the offense. Madison has not been overly impressive on the ground to this point. They do have acres, I believe, in the building now, too, but that's not exactly uh, a major impact addition, especially midseason. He's going to get up to speed, all these things. Um, so I will take the Chiefs. Better coach, better team, et cetera, et cetera, uh, to win outright Sunday. Better coach, better team, Papa John's. Right, and he may add other choice words in there too, but you never know. Um, <laughs> last but best, because it's the best game of the day, it's the best NFL matchup to this point in the season, in my estimation, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, who will not win a Super Bowl until Jerry Jones dies, but that doesn't mean they won't win Sunday. Uh, face... The Niners, four-point home favorites, uh, Purdy and the Niners. Who do you think wins the NBC matchup of the week and of the early season? Uh, probably one of the biggest rivalries, you could say, in the NFL. I just – this 49ers offense is just – it's unstoppable. I don't think there's been a team yet to really stop them. And granted, this Cowboys defense might be the team to stop them. But with it being – in San Francisco or San Jose or Santa Clara, technically speaking, I think I'm going to go with the 49ers on this one. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the team that has better weapons, more weapons, uh, QB. I don't think there's a significant edge either way. I just uh, The Niners are going to overwhelm them one way or the other. We've seen it week in, week out, uh, regardless of the opponent. Um, you know, Purdy healthy does enough in that Shanahan system to move the ball. And uh, if they can't, the defense can score points by themselves. So, I mean, this uh, this Niners team, we've said it for a couple of weeks now, has really emerged as the true 1A best team in their own little mini tier, I think. Uh, with several teams not all that far behind, but just enough to where they separated themselves from the other 31 teams, at least I think. Um, so, I'd be tempted to take Dallas if it was on the road. I think the Niners have a very loyal fan base because they are usually a pretty damn good team, and this is no exception. So uh, give me the Niners outright Sunday. Yeah, so I think we're pretty stock on picks except for one, so there'll be right. there'll be some movement with the records. We had just tweeted them out because guess what? <laughs> we adulted and got work and forgot about it. Sorry, we did not get paid for this. So if you want to pay us, we'll get them out on time. Yeah, big week for the uh, 1009 Corporation. Uh, but yeah, we will be better about um, <laughs> getting the picks out. Uh, we'll have no excuse this weekend because me and Grayson will be together. So. Well, we're both going to be drunk. I mean, uh, celebrating. I mean, uh, playing uh, golf. Uh, yeah, hitting so. golf balls. <laughs> so expect a typo-riddled recap of uh, football action this weekend. We're, we're getting out of the way now, so you can't mock us. But if you want to give us interactions with that, uh, feel free. We will also take a Grammarly sponsorship if they're listening. For I don't take any sponsorship. <laughs> Make me feel like we're doing this for a reason. Um, we could also earn a sponsorship by continuing to win bets, all three of us, although Jacob doesn't make his own picks. Uh, have winning betting records in the NFL, and I, for one, would love to continue that. So uh, take it away with your first of three betting picks for Sunday. Yeah, especially after last year, how awful I was with NFL. 
Um, I think I didn't get my like double. I don't think I got double digit wins, or I was like I wrapped it up in the last week of the season. But yeah, off to a better start. Uh, and I'm gonna go with what feels like a safe pick. We talked about it. Chiefs are the better team. Minnesota is just they're struggling this year. Those one score games are getting to them. So I would like a touchdown score game between them and the Vikings. So give me the Chiefs minus three and a half. Yeah, I don't hate that. Uh, that hook's a bit scary, but, I mean, four is just as likely of an outcome, I think. Uh, in reference to last year, I will not say what percentage you got, but it was between 32 and 34%, so I will let the math majors nice. at home uh, figure that one out. Um, 33% I will not, of course. I will not pat myself on the back and say I was 57%, but I was. Um, so, you know, bend off. We're good. Um I was terrible in college. So, uh, speaking of terrible, I'm sorry, Bailey. The Panthers are terrible. Uh, the Detroit Lions are 10 point favorites. I genuinely do not like laying double digits in the NFL, but I think if I was going to do it, it would be with a team as hot as Detroit. I think they've got a lot of firepower on offense. The Panthers do have good defense, they have some issues in the back with injuries which does not help they also don't have the offense to allow the defense to rest so however talented they may be i think this one gets away from them in the third to potentially early fourth quarter and we see that number get there um you know bryce young has already failed me once with a backdoor cover drive so he will probably execute a perfect two-minute drill this week to lose by nine but um i will believe it when i see it give me the lions by 10. Yeah, I don't hate that. It pains me to type for years. Lions minus 10. Um, this offense is just not moving. I mean, Bryce Young had a better – had more yards than Kirk Cousins, who had 139 yards but still had two touchdowns. So right. maybe they're starting to let Bryce Young loose. I could see both sides of this game, honestly, like a backdoor cover. I mean, we've lost 14 – Lost by 14, lost by 3, lost by 10, lost by 8. Something's got to give. So. Oh, I agree. I, yeah, I, yeah I, don't, I don't hate that, but I despise it. That is, uh, that's very fair. Uh, what is your second one this week? My second one is after a great showing at the Taylor Swift concert this past weekend, the Jets travel to Denver, and I guess the Mile High City is that big of a, an advantage. The Broncos are not good. Like Russell Wilson wow. is really ruining ruining his the credibility he had before this stint with Denver. Um, right. And they're favored by two and a half. So I'm gonna take the Jets. That they got a really good defense. They're gonna stop the Broncos. And Zach Wilson looked great last week. Outperformed Patrick Mahomes. So give me the Broncos. Or give me the Jets plus two and a half. I don't hate that. That made my short list of just off my top three. Uh, I think that's one of my favorite short dogs of the week. Um, I did zoom in on a very closely contested game spread-wise, but I'm going to look to the total. Uh, the Saints and Patriots are playing Sunday in a game no one, and I mean no one, should watch. Uh, the total is 39.5, and I'm going to go under because who in the <laughs> hell is scoring in this game? Um that Saints offense has had two quarterbacks, and they've had zero impressive offensive showings. The Patriots are still led by Mac Jones. 
who is bad, Bailey Zappi, who is not good enough to play well with terrible weapons. So uh, the Hilltopper legend, should he come in the game early like he probably should, will also struggle because there's no one to throw to. And Zeke would have been a nice signing in 2015. Um, But the year of our Lord 2023, I don't think either one of these teams gets to 20 points. So give me under 39.5 in what may be the worst game of the entire slate. If this was a college Big Ten game, I'd probably bet the over just because it makes no sense. Uh, I finally hit one of those last week, in case you're wondering in college. But, yeah, NFL totals are just stuff that I I just I can't figure out when I pick them on here. But except for last week, I did hit the Bills and Dolphins because that was just, like, common sense. So, yeah, I don't hate that pick. Uh, I would like both of those teams to lose based off of Panthers' past interactions with them. But, uh. My third one is going to a team that I've on paper and what they have and what they've done so far might be more one of the more impressive teams. And it's really pains me to see this happen because one quarterback is outplaying the other. But I'm going to go with the Texans plus one and a half against the Falcons. If Desmond Ritter's playing, he's not good. Uh, they got, they're going to have to run the ball, and Will Anderson might have a day. Uh, he's looked really good so far this year, so I'm going with the Texans plus one and a half. Yeah, uh, when I glance through the slate, as I tend to uh, Tuesday mornings when the entire slate has opening lines, that game jumped out at me, and I've since convinced myself that between that and now as we sit here Thursday night that that Texans line Makes too much sense. It just looks too good. This Houston team has done so well relative to expectations. Stroud has not turned the ball over, showing why he was the number one overall pick to 31 teams in this great league. Um, and I just think that that luck's going to run out similar to the Cardinals and their Dobbs Cinderella story. But um, I respect it. I think Houston has played better to this point. I just think that I have this weird feeling that we're all getting on the hype train a week or too late. Um, and that's even me saying I was staunchly on the other side of their blowout win over the Steelers last week. So I have uh, certainly taken some licks from uh, Stroud and the Texans to this point. You mentioned the young playmakers on defense. They've got really young raw talent all over the field, and they were uh, in sync last week in a big win. But uh, that terrifies me. They're plus money. Uh, <laughs> when you consider how these two teams have looked to this point. Um my third one, though, I uh, will graciously let you keep the Jets. Um, I mean, they're my Super Bowl pick. So since I can't take the Packers minus 29 and a half money, not against the carcass that is the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, I will defer to the Sunday night game. And I will take the Niners minus three and a half. I think they win by six or seven, somewhere in there. Uh, you know, it'll be by three, I'm not saying this, but... Um, I just think that you don't get a lot of chances to bet the best team in the NFL minus three and a half at home. So um, I will take full advantage of it here. I think Dallas is talented. I think Trayvon Diggs being out is going to matter because if they hit big plays or McCaffrey gets past that first and second level, there are going to be issues for Dallas's defense. And I don't know if the offense can keep up. Um, so give me the Niners covering the three and a half at home and what should be an excellent uh, nightcap. That's the next slide. Yeah, as you mentioned a couple times, uh, that was one of the ones that made my short list for what, what interested me, but I just had a hunch that you were probably going to go with them too. So I 
might dabble on that one. But teamwork. Yeah, but I like I like my three. I like your three. Um, we'll probably be able to predict Jacobs based off of what we see on these picks. Uh, but we will get you those per usual at eleven fifty or at probably no. We'll have to get them early because there is a London game. It is a process not unlike pulling teeth, but we do it each week because we love our loyal uh, millions of potential listeners. So um, that's just some uh, behind-the-scenes preview of, again, the uh, corporation that uh, we formed with these picks. So um, that aside, um, (laughs) but that will conclude this program picks bets all while watching the atrocity. That is uh, the Bears-Commanders game. The Bears currently lead, though, 17-3. Perhaps uh, in memory of Bears legend Dick Buckus, who was probably thoroughly disgusted with his team uh, prior to his unfortunate passing today. So um, All-time name, too. All-time name. It's just one of the ones synonymous with what makes the NFL great in that era of defensive players and the intimidation factor. And uh, He's got a college award named after him, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Um, just an absolute legend of the game in several levels, uh, and will have a legacy that lasts well beyond his time. So, um, interested to see how the Bears celebrate him when they get back to Soldier Field. I'm sure they will have all the stops pulled out for that. Um, but yeah, they're playing well right now, so who knows? Uh, this will be on Apple and Spotify, probably not YouTube. Uh, we're still kind of workshopping that a little bit to see what works best for us and what attracts the most eyes and ears with that format. Uh, but we will be tweeting and recapping eventually uh, all these picks on Twitter, yep. slash X, uh, Twitter, at the 1009. We're approaching 550 followers there. So if you do get all the way here and you do use our picks or our bets and you do win money, then uh, – Hit us with a follow, and that uh, we will do our best to keep rolling throughout the season. Yeah. And be on the lookout. Maybe send us your picks for where me and Grayson finish in the golf tournament this weekend. I will uh, link the tweets with the Compound Country Club tweet tweeter tweeter account that I got. So be on the lookout for some little cross action uh, matchups. Kind of see what we got going on. See where we finish. So I expect a lot out of Grayson. Yeah, bet on me in poker and against me in golf, and you will enjoy <laughs> lots of lots of winning slips uh, this weekend. Got anything else? That's it for me. We'll get back with you. We'll record Tuesday per usual. So for our weekend wrap up. So we'll see you then. And as my fiance loves for me to say, deuces. <laughs>